I don't know what's wrong with me. I have not been able to pull myself together and watch a fucking movie this year. Like, usually at this time of year, I would have watched about 150 to about 200 movies. And I so far, I've only watched 71. You might be thinking at home, like, Patrick, 71 movies so far, and it's only June? Like, that's a lot. But that's not a lot to me. That's that's a sign of depression. <laughs> I don't, I just don't know what's wrong with me. I have literally only watched, I think, 15 2022 releases so far this year. Like, I'm so far behind what I usually am. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's, you know what? I do know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. I am going into my seventh year of college. I am tired. I'm exhausted. And I'm hitting my breaking point. <laughs> That that's what's wrong. I'm I've just been in such a rut, and the thought of going back to school in two weeks because I have a summer class. I want to fucking kill myself. I'm not. I'm literally not recovered so yet. I've been out of school since April, and I'm still not recovered from the last semester. It was so hard, and I can't even imagine what my next two semesters are going to be. Three, including this summer. I've done five years in my undergrad and now my first year in my master's program. I have one more left and I'm just so beyond exhausted, so beyond over it that I just can't bring myself to watch movies. I And clearly I'm lacking energy because I could, it took me months to get the film degree awards up, which if you have not listened to that yet, please check it out. I spent a whole fuck ton of time on it and not many people have listened to it yet. But that's beside the point. (laughs) The point is I am exhausted. And I thought that for this episode, I was going to do something fun, kick off summer with a Friday the 13th movie. It is a summer camp movie. You can't go wrong with a summer camp feel in the summer. Like, hello, it's just like, it's what summer movies are made for, is to be set at a summer camp. <laughs> I thought it's the perfect thing for me to get myself out of my rut and just have fun with watching movies and have fun talking about movies. But I clearly don't know myself because I've seen Friday the 13th so many times and every single time I fucking hate it. I hate the original Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> I hate it. I always put it in thinking, I'm going to like it this time. And I never fucking like it. I always, 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 always hate it. I genuinely hate this movie. (laughs) And needless to say, it did not get me out of my rut. I'm still in it. (laughs) But I did play um, a video game called The Quarry this last weekend. Um, And if you don't know what that is, it is a summer camp set horror choose your own adventure game i guess you would say and i typically i obviously typically don't talk about video games on this podcast but to be honest it is not much of a video game because there's so little gameplay it took me 10 hours to get through it and i think about like i don't know a rough estimate i would say of actual gameplay was like an hour, hour and a half. And I don't think I am exaggerating there. It's very much like 
an entire cutscene or basically an animated movie, and then you choose what the character does next. But the most gameplay you actually do is like clicking left or right on the choice you want to make or walking a character to its next cutscene. <laughs> like there's no fighting, no boss battles, nothing. It is like an animated movie that has multiple endings. And I think I read it had like 186 different endings or something. And it all depends on what choices you make with within the story. And I was intrigued by this because obviously it's something, it's a horror game. And I, I want to get into gaming, you know, I like the idea of gaming, but I'm terrible at it. I can only ever play on an easy level, like the easiest it gives you. <laughs> I know nothing about gaming systems or gaming PCs, even though I have one, I'm recording on it right now, but I always want to be a gamer and it's just not in my cards. I try, it's just not in my cards. <laughs> and I always try to play horror games because obviously, clearly I love horror. I've talked about so much of it on this um, podcast so far, but probably too much. I need to do more variety, but you know, what are you going to do? I hate horror games. I play them all the time. It's like the go-to that I have, but I, they stress me out so much. I can never finish them. I don't like being chased by things like Resident Evil 2 and 3 are my worst fucking nightmare. Once they start chasing you, I can't do it anymore. I don't like it. I, I hate boss battles. <laughs> I hate everything, but I still find myself playing them. But anyway, what caught my eye on this was when I saw the trailer for it. David Arquette was in it. And I was, you know, clearly I had an episode about David Arquette. I love David Arquette. And I was like, okay, what is this? I need to check this out. This It didn't give much away the story. And I, I'm not going to really talk about this story here because I really don't want to spoil it. Because the whole thing is basically the story. There's not, again, not much gameplay. You're basically watching a really long cutscene. But some of the cast is David Arquette, Lynn Shay. Lance Henriksen, Ted Raimi, Grace Zabriskie, Ariel Winter, Brenda Song, Skylar Gazzando, and Justice Smith, and as well as many others. But when I saw David Arquette and Brenda Song in a 80s inspired slasher slash creature feature type thing, I had to check it out. And of course I played it and I was surprised by the very little gameplay. I wasn't expecting that. It was something very different. I've never played a game like that before, but it was such a good story and it did lift my mood a little bit because I feel like this game was everything I want a Friday the 13th movie to be. And I'm begging them to make a sequel that is anything close to The Quarry. It just, the atmosphere was so good. It looked great. The cast was so good. It was scary. It was exciting. Like, it was everything that this movie should have been. And I think I'm going to leave it at that because I really don't want to spoil it because it was such a fun sort of mystery to unravel and watch. But I do recommend, it is very expensive on Steam. I paid like $60 for it and I kind of thought I would be doing more than just watching, but you know what, whatever. You, you get what you get. It was super fun. I loved the story. I loved the graphics. I loved the design of the, I'll just say creatures. I loved the cast. The cast was so good, particularly Brenda Song, who 
actually surprised me. I've always been a fan of hers. I grew up in that era of Disney Channel that she was basically one of the faces of at the time. And yeah, super fun. Highly recommend. And it really made me hate this Friday the 13th movie even more than I already do. So I think let, let's just get into Friday the 13th. Okay, let's just let's just dive into it. So I just think that Friday the 13th is falsely labeled as a classic when it fucking sucks. It is so terrible. It's awful, actually. And I really, I always think I'm going to like it. I never do. And it was the same this time. Like I made it halfway through and I just like was struggling to not look at my phone, to scroll through Twitter, to like play a game or something. Like I was like, oh, I forgot to do the Wordle. Let me go do that. Like (laughs) I was doing anything in my power to not watch this fucking movie because it is just so boring. It is so boring that once you watch it, you kind of sit there and you're like, what did I, what did I just watch? I don't remember. I don't remember a good chunk of it. It's because my brain can't comprehend what's going on because I'm just so fucking bored. It's so lazy and such an amateur ripoff of essentially Halloween, but also other classics like Black Christmas. But it just, it doesn't get what the magic of Halloween actually is. Like, I'm not saying Halloween does not have its problems. Halloween is filled with continuity errors, like filled with them. For example, Michael Myers is seen wearing his mask throughout the entire like first half of the movie or whatever, when he's stalking Laurie Strode on her way to school while she's in school and he's outside the window when he's following her back home from school. And then like hours later after that, after Lori's even taken a nap, (laughs) her and her friend, Annie, they're driving to babysitting or whatever, and they're passing the store and the alarm is going off because someone broke in. And then Annie's dad, who's the sheriff or whatever, he's like, yeah, someone stole a mask or something like a mask and some rope and shit. And you're just like, okay, so he's been wearing that mask. Are you saying that this alarm has been going off the entire school day? Is that what we're saying? That makes no sense. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, and then my <laughs> my favorite, which is an absolute classic. <laughs> and that's the shot of Judith and her boyfriend. Um, <laughs> her Judith and her boyfriend going upstairs to fuck. Only for the boyfriend to come downstairs roughly 15 seconds later post fuck and it's a continuous shot there's no cuts there's no time jump anywhere so that's genuinely just the time frame him and his girlfriend going upstairs and then him coming downstairs putting his clothes back on like what went on up there like did they really just run upstairs stick the damn tip in and then run out faster than they could say halloween like come on what is going on here (laughs) it bothers me every time (laughs) Because if you remember, that whole sequence is one continuous shot of Michael's POV, which we're about to bring up in a second. So there's no cut to like later on that night. It is all just what happens within this 20 second time frame. 
where they're all of a sudden naked and he's leaving and you're just like what were y'all doing up there i don't think it works like that like what were y'all doing (laughs) but with all of that being said and like all the craziness of like how could michael drive a car how did he get the body to swing down from the doorway how did the cabinet open to have um I can't remember her name, but her one friend's dead body in there and Lori to find it. Like, none of it makes sense. The continuity errors of just like that type of mistakes, like it's filled with it. And it it clearly has a lot of the same issues, I would say, as Friday the 13th. But the thing with Halloween is that it has just such amazing atmosphere that it really doesn't matter on the like technicalities of everything because it's just so fun and creepy and bizarre and an instant 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 classic and then we have friday the 13th which just doesn't get that it doesn't have the atmosphere it doesn't have any interesting shots it doesn't have any interesting characters it doesn't have it just doesn't oh it does have some interesting characters we'll get to that but you know what it just doesn't have the magic that halloween does it doesn't matter that it is such a low budget horror movie that is capitalizing off of other horror movies like it that doesn't matter it's what matters is that they just didn't give a fuck about actually putting together something that was special and you might be saying like patrick friday the 13th is a classic no the fuck it isn't like it's not the friday the 13th that we all know and love nobody truly when they're thinking of a Friday the 13th movie is thinking of the original. It's just not, it's not what happens. Like, let's be real with each other. Let's, let's be honest here. Nobody is thinking about the original Friday the 13th. They're thinking about like Friday the 13th, three through seven or eight. That's what they're thinking of. They're not thinking of Kevin Bacon, or you know, they probably are thinking about Kevin Bacon, but they're not thinking about the fucking movie Kevin Bacon is in because it's so fucking boring. Nothing happens. Jason isn't in it, and it's just like a snooze fest. But for some, somehow, some reason, it was successful. It made, I wrote it down, hold on. It made about $60 million on a $500,000 budget. And that's not adjusted for inflation, of course, but I don't know. I don't know why it was successful. But the film was released on May 9th, 1980, and was written by Victor Miller and directed and produced by Sean S. Cunningham. Now, these two, these two lovely guys right here, they have been in a legal battle over the rights of the series for quite some time. And it is probably the reason why we have not had a sequel in a while and why the video game was basically canceled or shut down or whatever. But I think recently, like within the past few months or something that um, Miller received or he won the rights to the series, which I'm not sure is a good thing or not because he's responsible for one of the worst in the series and he didn't work on any of the future installments, I don't believe. Don't quote me on that, but I really don't think he did. And 
he did not even really create Jason Voorhees. He created the character, but not the one that we know and love today. Not the one with the hockey mask, not the, not, not all that. Because the original film does not include a killer Jason in a hockey mask. The killer is his old lady mother in a cable knit sweater. <laughs> it's not Jason. So yeah. Uh, Jason only shows up in the end as like a disfigured little boy in the waters and which may or may not have been a dream sequence. So what has he truly contributed to like the actual part of Friday the 13th that we love? I'm not sure. As for Cunningham, he only worked on the original as a producer and director. And then he was a producer for parts nine, Jason Goes to Hell, part 10, Jason X, Friday versus Jason, and then the remake. And I think he also worked on the video game as some sort of producer. But Jason Goes to Hell is genuinely awful. It is the worst movie of the franchise. And that is saying something for Friday the 13th. Um, the original, awful. Jason X and Freddy versus Jason, I think they're fun and campy, but they're clearly not. <laughs> they're not great movies, but you know, they're fun. I understand the hype. I actually really enjoy them. I'm not a huge fan of the remake. It has its fans, so I will give it that. It actually has quite a bit of fans. It's just not my thing. I did not care for it. So to me, this lawsuit was a lose-lose situation because like, who's winning here? Who's actually winning here? Do either of them truly know what makes Jason such a good and fun villain? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what does what does Miller have to do with Jason Voorhees? Because, like, I understand he made, like, the backstory of him or whatever, which also is, like, doesn't make any fucking sense. They kind of just did what they did and were like, well, who cares whether it makes sense or not? He drowned and now he's this vicious killing machine as an adult who somehow survived all that without his mother who was obsessed with him and so distraught over his death. It makes perfect sense. But you know what? Like, he doesn't become the Jason with hockey mask until... Friday the 13th part three. So I don't know. I don't really, I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> don't get me wrong though. Like I actually do enjoy the series and I am a very big fan of it, but these are not works of art. They were made to capitalize off of Halloween and it did that and it became something of its own. And Friday the 13th, I think is one of the most recognizable film series ever made. And it's referenced everywhere and it did significantly impact film and pop culture so it does deserve all of its roses and all of its praise in my opinion but the first one is ass if you want to watch a friday the 13th movie watch three and four and five no three four and six watch three four and six also i do like five even though it's quite different but who cares let's get into it i don't know i don't know where this series could even go now that the rights have now that the rights situation is figured out, like I personally feel like I have an idea of what I think it should look like and how I think the story should go. But do I think that's what I'm going to get is what I'm hoping for? No. But will I be there on opening night when it does eventually get another sequel? Yes, I will. Because what are we on? We're on like, I think there's been 12 movies now. 12. Yeah, I think there's been 12 movies. So the next one's going to be the 13th. And I don't know. We're definitely going to get one at some point. I just don't know what, what it's going to be. But anyway, 
The movie opens in 1958 at Camp Crystal Lake with two counselors eye-fucking each other as they are singing Christian campfire songs. (laughs) I don't know why I always thought that was so funny. Like, they are so horny singing these Jesus songs. But anyway, they end up leaving and they, you know, go to actually have sex and... There's all these like shaky POV camera shots of the killer. And it's like, okay, we're in a prologue. We're in a POV shot of the killer. So it's Halloween. Like this is exactly how Halloween opens (laughs) down to the sex scene. Although, oh, you know what? There wasn't even a sex scene. They didn't even get to it. That really sucks. They died before they could even do the nasty. Damn, poor kids. (laughs) Anyway, the killer kills them basically off screen and that's it. Then it cuts to the present day, which is like 1980. This girl's like hitchhiking to go camping or to be a camp counselor. And like all these people in town, when she makes it to the town right outside of Camp Crystal Lake, they're like, oh, that place is cursed. There's all these deaths, all these fires. There's like this crazy old man or whatever. And then like this guy is like, I'll take you in my truck. And I'm just like, what was this girl's plan? She was really planning to hitchhike there. Like, I know this was like 1980, but like, damn, mama, no one could have driven you there. Like, what is going on? Like, what if you couldn't even make it there? What if no one drove you there? You'd have to walk. Like, this makes no sense to me. But you know what? I didn't live throughout this time. So maybe this is what they did. But she gets like the creepiest fucker to take her in her his truck. He grabs her ass as she's getting into his truck. And then whatever, she gets out later on, she's walking along and someone else picks her up and it's again shot in a POV shot and they clearly pass Camp Crystal Lake and she's like, oh, I'm scared. She jumps out of the car and then again, she's killed by a killer we don't see. So then we're like at Camp Crystal Lake, we meet the campers or I'm sorry, we meet the counselors and do they even matter? Like, do they even have personality in this movie? No, they do not. None of them have personality. Maybe Alice, who's our main final girl. The rest are just such throwaway characters. And I think the only thing that is like notable to even say about Friday the 13th, about these characters, is that Kevin Bacon plays one of them. (laughs) But basically, we're just watching these teenagers like kind of fix up the place for what feels like two hours. I know this, this movie is only 95 minutes long, but we are watching them do chores <laughs> for like half of it. It's so boring. It is so boring. Oh, I, <laughs> it just made me like physically angry watching it. Cause I was just like, why are we watching them do this? We're not seeing any of the kills. We're not we're not seeing the killer. We're just seeing them kind of sweep and nail a gutter to the to a cabin. Like, what is going on here? And this kind of leads on to like, it's just basically, it almost feels like a montage of things they're doing, but it's not a montage because they're full on scenes, but they add literally nothing to the plot. And that brings me to... Probably, I think the most infamous thing about the first Friday the 13th movie and probably the whole series, and that's the snake sequence. Now, if you don't know, we get a bunch of like random ass scenes of like them by the lake, them doing chores, um, 
the guy who's like in charge, like the actual adult, hitting on our main final girl. And it's really kind of uncomfortable. And then she's just like in her cabin. And all of a sudden she sees a snake on the floor and she calls for help. And everyone's kind of looking for it. And then they kill it with a machete, cut its head off. And then that's the scene it's over and done with. But here's the thing. They actually did kill a snake here. But that is not where it ends, okay? That is not why this story is so... Well, yeah, it should be infamous because they killed a live animal on film. But what makes it even worse, which you're thinking, how could it be any worse than killing a live animal on a film? Well, let me fucking tell you. They just like randomly had this idea, allegedly. Although I don't think it's alleged. I watched clips of them talking about it. They... They were like, they just decided that they, they saw a snake in one of the cabins and they're like, we should have a snake in the movie. So what they do is they call this guy who has a snake. It's his pet. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) This guy brings his pet snake into work on this movie, not knowing what's going to happen. And they fucking cut its head off. They killed this man's pet without telling him. What the absolute fuck is that? Like, what? What the hell? And I read an article because I wanted to like double check that this was like legit. I read this article. And one of the things like they were saying, like, they had to like physically hold the, the guy back when he found out his snake, his pet snake was just murdered. I just like can't, I can't imagine what the conversation was after that. Like, how do you justify that? They have Tom Savini, who I think was behind the idea of having the snake and maybe potentially killing the snake. But they have Tom Savini, who's basically like a horror makeup legend working on this film. And he couldn't have, you know, made up a latex snake or something to cut up. They had to kill a real snake. I physically felt like I wanted to throw up watching the snake get cut up. Like, I don't know. Am I being dramatic? Probably. But like, I just like am thinking about this is some man's pet. This is a live animal. I'm watching it get killed for what? This shitty movie? Because this movie is shit. And I'm not the only one to say that. Because let me tell you, they got Betsy Palmer to be in this movie. Obviously, she's the best part of this movie. And she herself said, this movie is complete shit. And I watched a clip of her. I watched a video of her at a convention, like with the creator. And she's like, yeah, when I got this script, I thought it was a piece of shit. (laughs) She wanted a brand new car. So she said she'd do the movie, but she thought it was shit. And it is shit. It is shit. Oh, it is so frustratingly shit. It's so bad. (laughs) So after the snake scene, that scene that made no fucking sense, the like adult ends up leaving i don't know he goes to the diner to have a piece of pie or whatever i don't even know what he's doing and then the kids are left alone at camp and you know kevin bacon and his girlfriend they're kind of the horny ones they decide to go have sex and after they have sex kevin bacon is stabbed with an arrow through the underneath of his bed through his neck which the effects aren't great. They also aren't great on the um, girl who jumped out of a car. I didn't even mention her latex neck looks green. 
does not match her skin tone. <laughs> Neither does Kevin Bacon's. But you know what? It's a fun kill. And then his girlfriend is killed with an axe to the head. All kind of off screen. Although those two, no, those two aren't on screen. Or those two are I'm getting tripped up on my words. The kills are on screen, but the killer is not. We never see the killer. It's all like first person, kind of. Kevin Bacon's isn't first person because the killer's underneath the bed and wouldn't really make sense. But basically, it is a whodunit. They are framing it as to figure out who the killer is because we've had some weird townies. Maybe it's a weird townie. Maybe it's one of the camp counselors. Or maybe it is like the guy who runs this camp, the guy who's opening it, the creeper who likes Alice. Hmm. Although they point to none of them. These are just characters who it possibly could be if you're thinking about it because we don't know who the killer is. So... I'm not truly understanding at this point while watching why we aren't seeing the killer because there's no mystery to it. And we're going to get to that. Then the other kids, Alice, and then a few of the others are like, let's play a game. We can play Monopoly. Okay, sounds like a fucking snooze fest, right? But then the other one's like, we're going to play Monopoly my way. And that's Strip Monopoly. Okay, not sure how that works, but you know what? I'm sure it's very fun. I just like, it's like Monopoly. Like, I'm sure there's a deck of cards there. Y'all kind of played poker or something. Like, there's a whole shelf of games and you decide to play Strip Monopoly. You might as well just fucking take your clothes off. Like, just do it now. Like, why are we playing Monopoly? I don't know. Don't get it. But you know what? I'm sure they're having fun. But then the one's just like, mm, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. So she gets killed. Um, <laughs> basically, everyone is killed until we get to Alice. And Alice, we watch her make a pot of coffee for the longest fucking time before she notices anybody's dead. <laughs> Again, this movie's so boring. So she starts finding the bodies and she runs into the cabin. And this is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> there's like this it feels like a two minute long shot and i bet you it is about two minutes of alice trying to barricade the door <laughs> so what she does the first thing she does is she closes the door okay and it swings outward keep that in mind the door swings outward not inward. It does not swing into the cabin. It swings to the outside. So the first thing she does is grab a single log for the fireplace and just rests it against the door. <laughs> like, what is that going to do, Alice? What is that going to do? Whoever the killer is, is going to open the damn door and that piece of wood is just going to fall. It's not going to stop anything. It's just going to fall with the door and they're going to step right over it. But then she does get this idea to like use rope and she tries to, you know, lock the door by the rope. And then she kind of just throws shit in front like to barricade the door. But again, it swings outward. It's not barricading anything. You can get into the door. And also the stuff she puts on this like to barricade, she chooses the lightest shit in the cabin. <laughs> It genuinely makes no sense. And I feel like when they were doing it, they were like, 
So Adrian, who's the actress, they're like, how about you just kind of do something and we're just going to film it. And she was like, okay, well, what do you want? And they were like, I don't know. You just do what you do. And then that's what she did. And they just ran with it. Cause I'm, I don't know how anyone would just give someone the direction to do this and be like, this is a great shot. This long ass boring shot of Alice putting a piece of firewood leaning against a door. You know, it's just so bad. But also every time I watch it, I like need to make sure I'm laser focused onto the screen when she's doing that, because I just think it's so funny. (laughs) So anyway, the killer throws the dead body of one of the camp counselors through the window. Alice is like, I got to get out of here. She runs out and then she sees a car coming up to the cabin and it is this old woman played by Betsy Palmer and she's weird as fuck like genuinely weird and Alice is like oh my god help me and then this woman's like let's go inside and Alice is like there's dead bodies in there and she's like oh let me see and they go in and then basically not long after the woman is like my name is Mrs. Voorhees and my son Jason Voorhees died like in i think it was like 1957 or something it was like before the killing that we saw in 1958 she's like my son died here a long time ago and my son died here a long time ago because of some reckless camp counselors like yourself so i've been lighting fires and killing people just to stop you guys from opening from you know letting any other kids like drowned in the lake like my son and Alice is like oh she's the killer this crazy bitch and they start fighting like beating the shit out of each other which they did not have stunt people so just Adrian King and Betsy Palmer beating the fuck out of each other like straight up there is like Alice hits Miss Miss Voorhees right in the cooch. Like they are fighting for their lives. Ms. Voorhees is banging Alice's head into the ground. Like they are in a death match. And I actually do really like this scene. And I think Betsy, if it didn't have Betsy Palmer or someone who was like, actually like seems like an unhinged person (laughs) playing this character, it would just be so fucking boring and wouldn't have worked. But this whole sequence, which is pretty long it's a nice sequence does last for a while of them fighting and beating each other up in various locations and it even has betsy palmer like imitating her son going like killer mommy killer like it's so fucking creepy it's so good and then it ends with alice taking a machete and cutting this old bitch's head off and then It is, it's also like, I love this little shot because she cuts the head off and then you see the hands like come up and they like kind of make a fist and then, you know, the body drops. It's like a chicken when you cut its head off and it's like still moving. Anyway, (laughs) Alice gets in a boat and then the next morning she wakes up in the boat and like there's a cop car outside and they see her. As she's like, oh, I'm safe. And then surprise, a deformed child jumps out of the water, grabs her and pulls her under. And then it cuts to her in the hospital. And they're like, 
mm, there was no boy. You're just hallucinating things. I'm a little miss crazy. And that's the plot of Friday the 13th. And you might be thinking, Patrick, that's a really short synopsis. Yeah, you'd be right because literally nothing happens for 45 minutes of this movie. There's a lot of people doing chores, a lot of people playing strip poker, which whatever the fuck that is. There is Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend fucking and getting killed in a bed and then crazy Mrs. Voorhees. Like that is the plot of this movie. But this is why it just doesn't work. Besides the fact that the acting is not great. Besides the fact that the camera work is not great. Besides the fact that just like the writing in general is not great. (laughs) Besides the fact that the sound is not great. Besides the fact that like the horror isn't that great. (laughs) It just doesn't work at being a whodunit, which is clearly what this movie is. We don't see the killer. We're trying to figure out who the killer is, but it doesn't really give you any suspects. Like some, there's people who exist, like we've met them. There's like the crazy man from the diner in the beginning who's like, that place is cursed. And then there's the guy who runs the place, but like the movie never does anything to lead you to believe that it's one of them. It never leads you to believe that it is one of the camp counselors. It doesn't lead you to believe it's anybody. So then when little miss Pamela Voorhees shows up in her cable knit sweater and is talking about her dead son who drowned in the lake years ago, you're like, who the hell is this? Like if I was Alice, I would just be like, lady, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Why are you here? Like, at a certain point, these people need to start laughing in their faces. Like, who are you? Get over yourself. This is crazy. It's just, it doesn't work. It's a whodunit that has no whodunit qualities. (laughs) It is like the exact opposite of Scream because, you know, Scream is like everybody's a suspect and it gives you little red herrings here and there. Friday the 13th, the original, does nothing of the sorts. It is just a bunch of kids doing chores and then being killed by someone who's off camera because it's like a POV shot. And then some little old lady being like, oh yeah, it was me. Someone we have not seen in the entire movie until that point. Like there's no payoff. There's nothing. And there's no atmosphere whatsoever. There's no creepy shots. I don't think there's a single good shot. Maybe Maybe the shot at the end where Alice is in the boat, I do like those shots particularly, but maybe that's just because the sunrise looks nice. (laughs) Like it's not particularly framed like, wow, that's a cool framed shot or that's a really well-made shot. It's just kind of like, oh, look at the pretty sky and the birds chirping. Like, I like that. That's the feeling of that. And then Just everything else just feels like someone who's never made a movie before, which I don't necessarily know how much experience Cunningham had before making this. But if you told me it was his first movie, I would believe you. I don't think it was his first movie or his first project. But if you told me it was, 
I believe you. Basically, Friday the 13th could be completely ignored. You don't need to watch the first one. Just go for the second one. Start with Killer Jason. Like, you don't need Pamela Voorhees. It's just so fucking boring. You don't see anything. It's not fun. It's just so bland. Sean S. Cunningham is certainly no John Carpenter. He's no Wes Craven. He's no Toby Hooper. It just doesn't work. It does not work. And what I liked about the reboot is that it the opening scene is basically just the Pamela Voorhees scene of the attack. And then it jumps forward. And that worked so well. And I think if I think if they're going to do Friday the 13th again, they have to do something like that. They can't. I don't know. You know, maybe they'll do a sequel, like a direct sequel. They'll pull a Halloween or like just ignore some of the sequels. I don't know. I think that's kind of like been there, done that. Just fucking reboot it. Just reboot it. Who cares? The continuity never made sense. Like, who is Jason? Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's just fun. I don't know where where you even go from here. Like, they're clearly going to bring Jason back in some way, shape, or form. I think they're probably going to pull a Halloween 2018 and maybe set it after uh, Friday Part 4 and maybe bring uh, Corey Feldman back. I could see them doing that. But do I think they should do that? No, I think they should just start completely fresh. I think they should do something different. We've done 12 of these things so far. And to be fair, we have done different. Jason has gone to fucking space, okay? (laughs) He's gone to Manhattan. He's gone to space. He's gone to hell. He's gone to Elm Street. I don't know what I want. I don't think I really care. I think Jason killing teenagers on a campground in overly brutal ways is just, that's the reason to watch these. There's, they're fun. They, you know, it's kind of funny. I just spent this whole podcast being like Friday the 13th sucks. I fucking hate it. And now I'm like, they're fun movies, guys, but I'm being, (laughs) if I wasn't so burnt out, I would have watched more than one Friday the 13th movie and I would have had more to say. But I just think the first one is so misrepresented. Every like I feel like people who don't actually watch Friday the 13th or have really seen it or maybe just kind of know it in passing are like, oh yeah, the original is the best one. But if they actually watched the movie, they would be like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought it was. Because I think Jason and Friday the 13th is just so iconic and it's been referenced so many times that people think they know what the series is as a whole. And typically everyone's always saying like, oh, the first movie in a series is always the best one. That's not the case here. That is not the case at all. I never want to see this movie again. I've seen it far too many times. Like I've probably seen it like 10 times. I don't know why I've seen it that many times. Because it just never redeems itself. It is always a boring slog to get through. It is so 
god-awfully boring, and it picks up so much in the sequel. And recently, you know, there's been so much conversation about the new Top Gun movie, which I have not seen the Top Gun Maverick. I've only just recently watched the original Top Gun, and I thought about doing that for an episode before I decided to do this instead, because I thought it was interesting that they were talking about how Top Gun Maverick is just so much better than the first one. And I was thinking, like, how many sequels are actually better than the original? And, you know, that's a question that they have in Scream 2, which the whole thing is about sequels. And they're like, well, name a sequel that surpasses the original. Just about every single sequel of Friday the 13th surpasses the original. (laughs) You know, Betsy Palmer, she's great. Adrienne King, I really like her as Alice. I kind of wish she stayed around longer. But outside of that, I have nothing good to say about this movie. I genuinely don't. I gave it a one star. And if I gave lower ratings, I would give it a lower rating. I think it is, and this might be controversial, but I think it's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) What makes Friday the 13th so great is just not in this one. And that's really all I have to say about that. I don't know if I even said much of substance because I'm actually so exhausted right now. It's about to be midnight. But this movie just frustrated me so much. And I don't know why it frustrated me because I should have been prepared to not like it because I've never liked it for the various times I've watched it before. But here I am upset about it. And I don't think I ever finished what I was saying on where I think the future of this franchise is going to go. I. I get sidetracked all the time, so I'm sorry if half of this is just nonsensical bullshit of where I'm just kind of all over the place. But for my final thoughts, I'll just say, I am not sure where I, where the series can go. I feel like they should reboot it. I think that's what my final thought is on this franchise. Just wipe the slate clean. They've all, this series already ripped off Halloween, you don't need to do it again. You don't need to pull a Halloween and have it be only sequel to like part four and erase the rest of the continuity and bring back people from the original. Mr. Miller, who now owns the rights, I'm telling you that right now. You do not need to do that again. You can just make an original story. And I would appreciate that a lot. We don't need to do Halloween 2018 again. Let's do something fresh, new, and different in the future. Let's do what people have been begging to happen and set it in the wintertime. I know I was doing this because it was a summer camp themed movie, but they really should do it in the winter. I think that would be really scary. Someone who did go to a camp like Camp Crystal Lake in the winter for like a week, it would be such a good setting. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there, Mr. Miller. I hope he was the one who got those rights and I'm not looking like a fool right now. Anyway, Mr. Victor Miller, if you do have those rights and you are listening to this episode, because clearly this podcast is the biggest podcast out there, commission something fresh this time. Do something new. Don't rehash Halloween. 
and let's just like have something fun like part two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Honestly, I can't remember what seven was. I think that was the one that was like Jason versus Carrie. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. This series has had many different lives and I probably sounded like I absolutely hate this series and franchise, but I promise you that is not the case. I love this franchise. I just really hate this, this one. And I'm kind of tired of people being like, it's a classic. It's not a classic. It has a great poster though. That poster is a classic. I actually think it's my favorite horror poster of all time is Friday the 13th, the original. That's where I am. I watched that movie, was annoyed by it. The vibes weren't there. And then I played the quarry and the vibes were there and the atmosphere was there and the cast was there. And that was super fun. And now I think what I'll recommend, I'll end this episode off by recommending this. Fear Street Part 2 does the summer camp trope so so well. And I do think, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure you should watch part one before you watch part two, even though they're different stories, but it just does the summer camp aesthetic and visual flair that I'm craving right now so well. So I recommend you watch that if you're in, in for a summer type horror movie. Can't recommend that enough. I don't want to make any promises anymore of this podcast because trying to fulfill the promise of doing that awards episode was stressing me the hell out. But I do want, if I continue doing more, let's just put it like that because, you know, who knows with me. But for the future within the summer, I would like to do more summer-y type movies. So I'm thinking maybe a blockbuster next time. Perhaps question mark. I'm not sure. But I think this summer, whatever episodes I do end up making will be summer themed because I just want to get into that mood. I want to have fun. I want to find fun in the movies and enjoy myself watching movies again. Whew. That's all I have to say about Friday the 13th. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you stick around in the future. Please check out any past episodes and yeah, you'll hear from me again at some point in the summer if I don't die from doing this fucking summer class. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the rest of this summer-ish type series that I hope, I'm gonna say hope, not promise like I did with the Film Degree Awards. I hope come out this summer. Okay, thank you.